Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It seems we've lost the run of ourselves when it comes to celebrating a new arrival to the family because not only are there baby shower events to organise, push presents to consider now the gender reveal party has become increasingly popular if you haven't heard of these essentially what they are are events where parents to be announce whether they are expecting a boy or a girl the parties have become increasingly popular worldwide but now our things are getting very very out of control as it was revealed recently that a California wildfire which started has grown to nearly 10,000 acres uh, of damage was started during a gender reveal party and according to officials there a smoke generated pyrotechnic device used at the party sparked the El Dorado forest fires as well as that one influencer couple decided to light up the tallest building in the world for their gender reveal party this to me just seems crazy but what does our parenting expert Laura Erskine think of this gender reveal craze how are you doing Laura? Hello, good morning, good afternoon, should I say. <laughs> you know, when I saw this, right, first of all, I saw the YouTubers lighting up the, the Burj Khalifa building in, in Dubai. And then I hear about the devastating wildfire in, in California, that this was started by a firework at a gender reveal party. And I just thought, what level of crazy have people gone to with this? First of all, what do you make of gender reveal parties? Overall, I mean, they're a fun way of communicating your good news with your family members. And usually what happens is, you know, you find out the gender of your baby after the anomaly scan, which is around 21 to 23 weeks. And that's the scan where you go in for your ultrasound and uh, and they check that everything is good with the baby um, physiologically. So they're looking at the brain, they're looking at all of the organs. Uh, and I suppose it's a nervous time for parents. Once you get past the first 12 weeks and the risks of, of miscarriage uh, goes down uh, quite dramatically, people think they're in a safe zone. Then the next big milestone is the anomaly scan and parents again are a little bit anxious to make sure that everything is okay with their baby. And once they've had that scan, and they kind of feel like they're home and free uh, for, for their, they can enjoy I suppose uh, more of the, the, the rest of their pregnancy mm. and uh, and I suppose the gender is can be revealed by the, the nurse um, at that time and, uh, and it is a nice way to share the news with your friends and family however I think that you know social media has taken this to a whole new level and what used to be maybe cutting of the cake where the the sponge on the inside is blue or pink or or uh, bursting a balloon and the confetti that comes out is blue or pink you know we we've taken this to the extreme 
Oh, absolutely. And you know, the, the lady who started this, by the way, uh, the, as you mentioned there, the cake cutting, she runs a blog called uh, High Glass and Sauce Blog, I think it is. But she heard about these devastating fires and she ha- actually came out and spoke out about this and she told people to please stop the craze. Uh, you know, and she had just started, as you say there, with the simple icing in the middle as well. But is it another added pressure, Laura, on new parents? Because now it's not enough, you know, to have a baby shower. That's, you know, still a relative new concept as well like I mean my daughter is 14 and we didn't have a baby shower as such really uh, for her you know um, is it that parents now see feel the need to have these parties uh, you know and then what about the loved ones is this another gift giving scenario yeah, well this is it uh, I, I suppose from the gift giving perspective it's probably not for the gender reveal but certainly is for the baby shower which is usually he- held somewhere between four and two weeks before baby is due to be born. Again, people feel that, you know, the baby, if they, uh, you know, pregnancy had gone well that far, that, uh, you know, that the baby will be born healthy. Uh, and so that's a way to celebrate, I suppose, the final weeks um, of the pregnancy. And, and, and sometimes when the mom doesn't have any other children, I suppose a, a time in her life when she can let her hair down a little bit. Uh, before the overwhelm um, and busyness that uh, a new baby brings. Um, But yes, I think we have taken uh, this to the whole next level and I blame social media for that because what used to be a gender reveal party at home is now being filmed um, and put onto um, all of our social media accounts um, and, and designed specifically to, to gain reaction, particularly from influencers who are using it as an excuse to develop good content mm. and increase their following rather than the purpose for which it is for, which is, is actually to share that special news with your nearest and dearest. I know myself, I found out um, what I was having on each of my children and I did that so that um, their dad could bond with the bump. I always felt, uh, as a mother, that um, you automatically bond with mm. the baby that's growing inside you. You're feeling all of the movements. Um, whereas it's much more difficult for a dad to do to do the same. And that actually knowing what sex it is can help them to, to bond because they start referring to it in the gender yes. as he or she rather than it. And that can be quite nice. Uh, but you know, then there's the whole issue of, of gender stereotyping, and, um, and and should we be referring to um, you know to he and she, or or is it whatever they choose to be? I don't know anymore what is politically correct. I oh, look, do you know? I I'm, I'm with you there. I am with you there all the all the way. And you know, we have as you as you as you rightly say, you know, we have these uh, stereotypes straight away. You know, it's pink for a girl, blue for a boy. These are very familiar gender constructs. They've been with us for generations but again we're labelling the child before it's even born which is problematic I mean I remember when my daughter was born you know everyone referred to her as this little doll and of course I dressed her in pink quite a lot now she hates pink Laura (laughs) and I know it's because it's down to pink means I have to maybe look a certain way which is not it doesn't sit comfortably with her so again this is kind of problematic and with the gender reveal we're sort of just reinforcing that 
We are indeed. And, and and it's something that we need to be cognizant of today. Uh, my own daughter has rebelled. My eldest, who's nearly nine, has rebelled against pink too. Her, her favourite colour is now turquoise. Ah. Um, <laughs> we don't want to be quite blue. But, uh, it, and again, it's for that reason, because she thinks it's too girly and that it's limiting. Mm. It's limiting in her aspirations and dreams because she associates pink with princesses. Uh, and she wants to be a, an astronaut. So this is this is something that, you know, we, we really need to, to, to be mindful of. I do think that sharing the gender of, of your um, baby is lovely if that's something that you want to do with your friends and family. However, creating a production around it. I mean, I'm looking at this couple in Dubai yes. who had 19 million views mm. on their YouTube account of this crazy stunt that cost over $80,000. Now, that's a drop in the ocean to these people. That The content and the views that they would have generated on their YouTube channel would have paid for that multiple times over. But it, it's it's a business then. It, it, yeah. It's not a celebration in, in the way that it should be. And, and you know, know we, we spoke about this before, Laura, you know, about sharing thing, uh, when parents share a bit too much about their, their children and milestones. Imagine that child, like, you know, he's here, he, he, well, we know it's a he now, uh, is going to Google himself and this is like one of the things that's going to come up in years to come. Absolutely. And the thing is, while while I spoke about this being shared um, usually after the anomaly scan, I don't know how far along that particular couple in Dubai, how how far along they are in their pregnancy, because you can find out. And I did on Poppy, who's now 19 months. But when she was 11 weeks, because I'm an older mom um, on Poppy, I I was 40 when I was having her, I chose to do uh, one of the tests that mm. detects any abnormalities. Um, and you can do that via a blood test at 11 weeks. So at 11 weeks, um, I knew what sex she was going to be because even though the uh, the actual the organs hadn't developed at that time, um, it, they were able to tell from the blood yes. um, and the genetic markers. So that was something that was, you know, something that I knew about then. But you wonder um, whether that's really too early uh, to be telling anybody. And we all hear of, of these tragic circumstances where we do lose a baby during pregnancy. And really um, sharing sharing the news of the gender of your baby is something that maybe we should keep to um, our close family and friends rather than the whole world, because then you're going to have to be sharing uh, uh, maybe a, a different story or you may not want to share that story if, if a tragedy occurs. And that's something we wouldn't want to wish for anything. It, I suppose that sort of little bit of, of scepticism uh, around um, buying, uh, you know, too much baby gear before yes. the baby arrives um, and just being a little bit cautious around that kind of thing. And I think social media, ha- we, with social media, we've thrown caution to the wind. Uh, but I know certainly with our baby doc club uh, parents, uh, we've asked them recently around baby showers and mm-hmm. that's something which is an American tradition that's come over here to Ireland is proving popular. Yes, it is. There does usually mean some. there's some gifts involved, but actually it's not gifts for the baby. It's usually gifts for the mom. It's pampering gifts. Yes, I not. always do that because I feel baby gets enough. <laughs> I always like to give like a little spa treatment or something for when baby has arrived and mom needs to have a bit of a de-stress or a little bit of self-care time. It's always a good one uh, to, to pick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they are proving popular. And that's something that's not filmed your baby shower. It's usually something that you do, you know, in the comfort of your own home. And you might get some fancy cakes and you might have some uh, some virgin uh, champagne um, and that kind of thing just to celebrate um, with the mom before before she brings baby into the world. And it's a really nice occasion. Uh, and, and something to do. But I do think that we, we do need to be careful by really just how much 
uh, we want to share about our baby before they're ever born into the world. Um, and uh, I think that maybe perhaps we have gone a little bit mad in terms of, of how we're trying to better one another in terms mm. of of revealing the sex or even telling um, a, a family member that you're pregnant. There is a whole a whole craze around. Oh, there is. I saw that as well. And again, it's all down to the kind of clever social media post. Laura, as always, thank you so, so much for giving us much interesting and lively discussion today on the show. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.